0: The Process to Mourn with Mary, a talk by Lourdes Pinto to the Mothers of the Cross of the Love Crucified Community on March 4, 2023.
1: We consecrate this teaching this afternoon, this morning, I should say, to Our blessed mother, our mother of sorrows. To our most beautiful daughter, Zion. And we ask you, our blessed mother, to learn.
0: How to live in the union of the lament. And your joys as one. Amen. The Lord
1: recently said on February 26th, 2023. The Lord was speaking specifically to us, the mothers of the cross, and he said, to remain in the lament of daughter Zion, which represents Mary, solely for love of God and souls is very difficult for all human beings. Yet this is my will for the mothers of the cross. Enter, my daughters, into the cloister of my mother's heart to mourn with her for the world. This state of lamentation with Mary pleases the heart of our Father, and he listens to the cry of the poor. Remain in mourning with Mary. To obtain the graces of conversion for sinners. Mortify yourselves this Lent. From all distractions, conversations and thoughts. That separate you from my mother's mourning. Enter and remain in the sorrows of my mother this Lent. To obtain graces for humanity. The King of Kings will bless the prayer of Mary and her maidens, remain in silent stillness, recollected and abandoned to my will. The end of the quote of the message. My sisters, Mary's lamentations express the tears of Ava for his people. They are the tears of pure, undefiled love. Her mourning is united to her knowledge of God's love. She knows, experiences, and lives in Abba's love through her union with his begotten son, consumed in the love of the Holy Spirit her spouse in the simple path towards the beginning we have these words from our lord to us concerning our blessed mother they were from september 18th 2011 and it says concerning the words of our lady my soul proclaims the greatness of the lord then jesus said my mother lived her life in praise of the father. She lived in the constant awareness of who the father is. Go deep with me, my
0: sisters. Mary, in all her trials, in all her difficulties, lived in the
1: constant awareness of who the father is. She never lost That connection, the Lord continues to say to us. Her soul was in a constant state of awe. At the moment of the incarnation, my human and divine heart is fused as one with my mother's and consumed in the fire of love of the Holy Spirit. We proclaim the greatness of the father. Mary and Jesus, their life on earth was in a constant, constant praise of the father because they know the goodness of Abba. The Lord continues in the knowledge of the greatness and majesty of God. Mary also had perfect knowledge of herself. Therefore, she states that she is the handmaid of the Lord. End of quote. Mary loves each of us through her union with the most holy Trinity, which was fully realized in her through her perfect fiat. To be one sacrifice with her son and then to remain solely for love in her solitude after Jesus' ascension. Mary's mourning for humanity is the pure sorrow that we have not come to know, experience, and live. In the embrace of our father, who says to each of us, all I have is yours. Our father did not send his son to condemn us, but to save us. John three seventeen. 17. Our father looks upon us with pity. As parents look with pity on their children. Because he knows and understands our human condition. Psalm 103. When the younger brother entered the father's house, the father did not scold nor punish him. Nor did he compare him to his brother. He embraced him and welcomed him home with gifts. Representing his generosity and
0: forgiveness. He is compassion. Therefore, Mary's
1: lament is one with Abba's lived in and through the sacred heart of Jesus. The Lord recently taught us which was one of the last teachings I gave this community, the one sentence I I said to each of you that needs to be branded in our hearts. Jesus explained in one sentence his lament, his agony. He said to us, I chose to remain in this interior agony An agony that is both a fire of consuming divine love. And the groans of excruciating sorrows. My sisters, this is where our sorrow needs to be purified. Our sorrow has to more and more contain both of those components. Love and sorrow. I continue. Her sorrow, Mary's, is pure compassion. Her mourning is not contaminated with condemnations, comparisons, disappointments, or resentments. The Lord is inviting us, the mothers of the cross, to enter and remain in the cloister of Mary's heart. It is our Queen Mother, Daughter Zion, with the Holy Spirit, who will teach us, my sisters, and help us in the purification of our sorrows. The purification of our sorrows requires growth in perfect love. Growth in today's Gospel, Matthew chapter 5. Growth In the words of Deuteronomy that were so perfect for us today. The purification of our sorrows requires growth in perfect love. In which our grief is lived as one in the father's generosity. Which is his compassion and forgiveness. Along with his waiting. Therefore. Let's talk about the first step in the purification of our sorrows. The sorrows. So what is the first step? What is what have we learned through the simple path? It is the sorrow of the awareness of our misery. And what is our misery? Our lack of total trust in such a good father. That's the essence of our misery. How the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, which is in John two fifteen through verse 16, is constantly at work in us. Mourning for our pitiful condition in which we are not capable of loving as God loves us with unconditional love. This needs to be our first sorrow. A sorrow that becomes our sacrifice, a broken and contrite heart. Psalm 51. In the simple path to union with God, in chapter two, I think it's chapter two or three, it tells us to go to Psalm 51. This is how we live, Psalm 51. This sorrow of our own misery becomes our broken and contrite heart that's constantly being lifted up to the Lord. And what does it say in Psalm 51? He
0: hears and delights in that offering. This is what we learn in the simple
1: path as the gold of precious repentance. A sorrow filled with expectant faith and hope that Abba's pure gift to mankind, his only begotten Son, has purchased for us redemption through his blood, water, and spirit. A sorrow that keeps I'm sorry, a sorrow that keeps our gaze on God's tenderness and mercy. So that's the first step we learn in the simple path. The repentance, the sorrow of our own repentance, of our own brokenness. The second step in the purification of our sorrows. As we process our emotions, gazing at Jesus's passion We receive the self knowledge of how our emotions are attached to our desires and expectations. We begin to see how our emotions are tainted with resentments, comparisons, judgments, envy, and fears. Our human condition, because of original sin, gives and expects a
0: return. Loves and expects to be loved back. This, of course,
1: is our misery. Yet the love of God moves us to courage. The courage of allowing our Blessed Mother with the Holy Spirit To bring this darkness into the light of our consciences. Then we must choose of our free will to battle against these disordered tendencies. This is the only path, my sisters, of true purification to reach the summit of perfect love. So how do we battle? First, by allowing ourselves to receive the embrace of our Abba as one in our love crucified. Let me ask you some questions. Beginning with two days from the rosary. When I said to each of you, including to myself, God wants us to receive the
0: words You are my beloved daughter in whom I am well-pleased. Could you fully receive those words? Or was there this,
1: this little voice in the background saying, that's really not for me. I'm not pure enough. I'm not good enough was there some kind of obstacle deep within your heart that can't fully believe that I am a
0: father that I am the delight of the father that's important because without entering and
1: believing and allowing ourselves to be the delight, the daughters of Ava, it is very difficult, impossible to grow in perfect love. Throughout the years, our Lord has constantly and our Blessed Mother spoken to us and have actually said these words to us. In this teaching, I gave a few examples. But right now, I'm going to only mention one or two. In 2011, May 16th, it was our Blessed Mother that said this to us. The little mustard seed of love crucified will be known above all as the consolers of the sacred heart of Jesus and my Immaculate Heart. You, meaning love crucified, are our true contemplatives of the cross and the oasis of our suffering hearts. I cry tears of blood because my heart profusely bleeds with so many thorns. It is your hands, as you suffer all with Jesus. That removes so many thorns that cause us to suffer. It is you, love crucified, that the Father is most pleased with.
0: Do we enough, my sisters, enter in prayer with these words. And allow ourselves to just celebrate. To allow ourselves to just be consumed with joy. Even in my misery. I am consoling the hearts of Jesus and Mary.
1: Just because I'm trying every day. Just like you. And our blessed mother came to us and said. The Lord, the the Father, Abba, is most pleased with you. If our hearts are consumed in this truth, we will be filled with giggles. (laughs) We will be filled with celebration in the midst of sorrows. How can we not? If we believe this. With our whole mind, our whole heart, our whole soul, our whole feminine being. It's impossible. The problem is that there is a voice, the deception of Satan inside of us that doesn't want us to believe this. And that is what we have to battle against, my sisters. One more, and then I'll let you read the others in the teaching by yourself. March 21st, 2020. This was from our Lord. Know that I am pleased with the few who responded to my call for these end times. Know and rejoice that you are counted among the few. Therefore, continue To persevere on the path of crucifixion so that the salvation of the world can be fulfilled through you, with you, and in you, my apostles of the end times. Our Lord is telling us, "No, and rejoice. Do we live rejoicing because we are counted among the few? We are the apostles of the end times. If we believe, truly believe these words, we will never stop rejoicing and thanking God.
0: Therefore, I go on, Maria. I must choose to battle the voice of Satan
1: speaking to me through lies with the truth. And this is the process, my sisters, that is explained in the Simple Path Section 4B1. So important. The lies is a constant
0: battle that keep us from entering pure love. Second, repentance. Pondering the compassion of Ava
1: revealed in Jesus. Trust, thanksgiving, and choosing
0: to bless those that wounded us. This is my example I share with you recently in this process.
1: Recently, I asked some family and friends for help. I did not receive the help I desired and expected. There go my desires and expectations, right? (laughs) I felt sorrow. And when I looked at my sorrow with Christ... I encountered the older brother that lives very hidden inside the recesses of my heart. This voice within me sounded like this. I helped many of those people and gave generously of my heart, and yet they ignored my plea. I began to judge them in my heart. Along with this critical, judgmental voice came my disordered tendency to separate. I could feel my heart closing. I witnessed, like watching a movie, my self-righteousness condemn, judge, compare, and ostracize people I know and love.
0: Wow, was there a lot of darkness in my sorrow? (laughs) What did I do? Immediately, I had to repent and
1: beg the Lord to deliver me from these spirits of condemnation and judgment. I had to remember and enter his unconditional love for me live daily in so many ways. I immediately went to the scriptures and pondered Psalm 103, focusing on how Ava understands my frame
0: and looks at me with pity as a father to his child. I placed
1: myself as his little girl on his lap, and I contemplated his goodness and kindness and asked him to help me through his son's sacrifice and my mother's tears. Then I thanked God for the blessing I received of seeing this darkness within my heart. I chose to pray from the depth. Of my heart. Gazing at Ava for each of these people. Seeing them through the gaze of our father. Choosing to love them through Jesus crucified. And blessing them. From a thankful and trusting heart. Having a heart of pity for each of them.
0: Because I too understand their human condition. The third step in the purification of our sorrows.
1: I had to ask myself why is the self righteous older brother still living in my wounded heart? and the answer is because deep within my heart i still do not completely believe that god will provide and protect me the pride in my heart wants to control my trust in ava's love as my provider protector and defender is not yet perfect. Therefore, I must be willing to fight this inner battle with two disciplines, trust and gratitude. This is explained in the Simple Path to Union with God, Chapter 4, Section 1, The First Nail of Crucifixion. Both trust and gratitude require the courage, my sisters, to take risks. As Henry Nowen explains in his book, The Return of the Prodigal Son. Listen carefully. At many points, I have to make a leap of faith to let trust and gratitude have a chance To write a gentle letter to someone who will not forgive me.
0: Make a call to someone who has rejected me. Speak
1: a word of healing to someone who cannot do the same. The leap of faith always means loving Without expecting to be loved in return. Giving. Without wanting to receive.
0: Inviting. Without hoping to be invited. Holding. Without asking to be held. My sisters.
1: This kind of faith. Goes completely against our broken human condition because of original sin. Therefore, the beauty of the simple path is that it makes us so attentive to our hearts. To live before our beloved spouse completely exposed. I am not in any way embarrassed to tell all of you that the older brother lives
0: inside of me. Why? Because it's the truth. Because that moves me to be authentic and real. The
1: beauty of the path is that I have taken off the mask Of trying to look perfect. Of trying to be perfect. And I have accepted. My brokenness. I have accepted. My misery. And this is my delight. Because now I have. All of me to give to the Lord. And the joy. My sisters comes. That I believe with all my heart in the love of God. And that because I can give him the older brother that lives in me, I live in the joy of knowing that he is going to make me a saint. And that I, along with each of you, along today with our sister Amber, are going to
0: all die. As the beautiful spouses of Christ, as his saints of the end times. That's the beauty of living without masks. Therefore, when I find in my heart that voice saying, Gosh, you know, they've ignored. My Christmas letter.
1: I have to immediately say thank you, my Lord. But I gave my Christmas letter to my family anyways. It's a daily choice that even if I am not loved back. The way I would like to be loved. I choose it's the free it's my free will. This is what I have to give to the Lord to love anyways. When our spouses cannot love us at times with the intimacy and the communion of heart, each of us so much desire,
0: we choose to continue to love them. That is a daily choice. And that is probably one of the most profound sorrows of women's hearts.
1: Especially when we're in this community, I would say there is a desire in every woman's heart in this community
0: for communion. It is the deepest desire of our feminine hearts. Communion with God,
1: communion with our spouses, communion with our children, unity, communion. And probably the biggest pain of our hearts is that most of us
0: live without this communion. And God has permitted that. That is where our power is. Because that communion is going to
1: come through our Jesus Christ, our beloved spouse. And it is in the delight of that communion that we can choose daily, to love those we don't have that communion with, to give when they cannot give back to us, to love when they cannot love back to us. So what is the fruit of the purification of our emotions, my sisters?
0: Freedom. When I know that Ava loves me, And I allow myself to be
1: found by him, then every moment of my life becomes a celebration. The sufferings, pains, joys, and exhaustion are lived in the joy of knowing I am the apple of Abba's eyes. I am his beloved in whom he is well pleased, and all he has. Is mine. My sisters, I'm crying with tears of joy. I can continuously rest because He has prepared a place for me in heaven beyond my imagination. Life becomes a celebration. I feel like I'm seeing Amber. I sent an email, but I only sent it to those of you that speak English. It was the story of this 40-year-old young woman, beautiful woman, and she passed away recently. Today's her funeral. She was a wife of 15 years, a mother of five children, two of which were seriously disabled. And to hear her testimony is just to hear a young woman that was formed by the Lord also as a mother of the cross. The key to being found, my sisters, lies in our wounded hearts. As Kathy Andre recently reminded us in her beautiful blog, that the mind has to enter the wound of the heart. Thank you, Kathy, for reminding us. I must enter the journey into my wounded heart with the Holy Spirit. To discover myself. It is in this self-discovery. That I encounter the love of God. If I had not allowed my sister. The Holy Spirit. To help me discover. The self-righteous older brother. Hidden in the recesses of my heart. I would not have heard the voice of Ava saying. I love you my beloved. I have found favor with you. Why do you not believe that I will provide all that you need? It is only by choosing to live daily in the love of my beloved spouse and father with the Holy Spirit and believing God lives in me.
0: He has taken his abode in my heart. I am his delight. I have been
1: lavishly blessed with the gift of the simple path. My life has a great purpose. Because I am helping to save the world. And ushering in the new dawn for humanity. My sisters, if we believe what God has been telling us for years, how can we be not full of joy? What a purpose. We are helping to save the world. The new dawn that's coming, we're helping to usher this in. This is the purpose of our lives. How can we not be women full of joy? Our problem is we don't believe enough. That's what we have to pray for. That I can remain in Mary's lament and Mary's joy then sorrow and joy are lived as one. We are never supposed to be a bunch of sad women. That's not a victim soul. Mary was full of sorrows, but she was full of joy because she believed. That's a victim soul. We need to be women of rejoicing, women of sorrow who can lament, but full of joy, my sisters. So I end with the words of our sister, Amber. She said this, she defined freedom and this is how she defined it. What does God want from me? Amber wrote. She said freedom. Freedom in knowing That God's ways are beyond us. Beyond our understanding. Freedom to know that God will do anything to bring us to him. Even break
0: our hearts. Because the reward is so much greater. Amen. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.